Melbourne is emerging from its COVID lockdown. That means the doors to Racefield's retail sales are reopened. Come and pick up drums of our renowned racing fuels or bring your own drum for Bowser sales. As always, we can deliver direct to Melbourne Metro. Visit Racefuels at our Dandenong South headquarters or contact us for more details. Two of the very best operators marked up in the garage. Wow. This has been coming for a long time. These two do not like each other. There are two parts of the story as always. Red flag, this is a suspended uh, race. And welcome back to the Parked Up Podcast. We're powered by Race Fuels. This is episode 35. My name is Grant Rowley and I am joined, as always, by Tony D'Alberto, who did a really, really strange thing today. Took himself right out of his comfort zone. Made himself so not parked up. It's hard to imagine how you can even call yourself a co-host of Parked Up. Tony D, you went to a racetrack. Yes, that's right, Grant. Dean from Evolve Driver Training hosted a day at Winton Motor Raceway, one of our favourite Victorian circuits. Uh, the history at Winton is um, amazing, I think. It's definitely uh, the best. It's really. definitely the best racetrack near Benalla. Mate, it's the best racetrack with boobs, though. Ah, there you go. Uh, yeah, so he had a day up there, and I generally look after, after the Simply Sports Cars guys with the Lotus cars, and uh, they had about 15 little Lotuses buzzing around winter today. So that was a bit of fun, mate. I've scratched that itch of getting back out on a racetrack and thoroughly enjoyed it. Beautiful day, but uh, it just meant that we had to do this podcast this afternoon, uh, from my ranger driving home. A, there we go. No worries. You get to give the uh, the car a plug on the way <laughs> through. Uh, so that was important. But uh, tell me, what what has anything changed at Winton since the long time that we've uh, that we that we haven't been there? Not that I could see. Uh, the track layout's exactly the same. There was actually no no. They did they painted the toilets. Oh. Yeah yeah yeah. yeah. Uh, near the near, uh, near the pits. Yeah, they've just tidied them up a little bit. I noticed that. I mean, there's probably been a lot that's been done since we haven't been there. So I, I, I feel a bit bad that I haven't noticed at all. But uh, yeah, that's the one thing I did notice. Well, they had just put in some new ripple strips and fixed up the uh, some signage around turn three and four there. So they had done some stuff in those uh, first lockdowns, but obviously maybe... Uh, second lockdown, they've just gone nut bugger this. We're, we're just going to feed our feed our cows out in, on the farms and uh, and and wait for um, Melbourne to work itself out and get rid of this virus, which Melbourne has seemed to have got through the the worst of the virus so as we record right now. What we're eighteen days COVID free, which is amazing. But now now South Australia have had a little bit of an outbreak, which. Which is a real shame, um, but uh, look, getting so close to Christmas, let's hope that some of our states can figure itself out and uh, have the borders open so people can go back and see family in uh, in different parts of the country. That's uh, that's going to be really important. We need to learn how to deal with it. Australia's done an absolutely awesome job. Victoria down here, Tony, we've done a great job to get rid of this. It was frustrating for sure. So frustrating. We even needed to bloody start a uh, start a podcast. But I love how we have a motor racing podcast. But each week we give everyone a little update on COVID too. So <laughs> just we, just in case just, it's 
just in case they haven't uh, they don't have their uh, own news news services exactly exactly so we're doing we're doing the community a good thing um but yeah i tell you what it was that trip up to winton is a long trip you know two and a half almost three hour drive and i i hate doing it during the year grant yeah. i can hate it yeah but, but did you I like actually, it this time i actually really enjoyed jumping in the car and going for a two and a half hour drive up to winton it was, it was amazing it's the longest i think i've driven a car in a long time other than when we did our road trip from brisbane to bathurst with fabs and that but uh yeah it was probably the longest time driven the car in victoria really nice getting up to Winton and uh and doing a track day with Evolve now with Evolve as well last podcast we spoke about me my big ugly head being on the block oh yes yep now if you watched the block that night you would have seen the segment where Cameron Waters took the block contestants around the track uh you would have seen Dean from Evolve but if you blinked you would have missed me is, is that because so, you didn't really feature in it at all? At all, no. And you know what was embarrassing, Grant? I like I promoted on Facebook, hey, everyone, family, friends, everybody, please watch the block tonight because I'm going to be on it. And then you everyone texted me and said, are you sure you were there that day? <laughs> are you positive? And I'm like, I was there. That's right. I'm short, but this is ridiculous. This is ridiculous. I was spewing, mate. I was absolutely spewing. I was embarrassed. Uh, don't worry about it. Your day will anyway, come. One day yeah, we I might get so. to see you on TV. I hope so, mate. I hope so. But I felt good for my, my mate Dino. He got a good plug there for his uh, for his business Evolve Driver Training. Perfect. And that's that's Evolve Driver Training. If you want to check that out on Facebook, Instagram, and uh, their website. If you want to book in for a track day, feel free. Because uh, oh, the Jesus. more track days we do... Uh, the more work I get. And this is a paid promotion. I love it. It's not. It's not. But it, it, it benefits me, Grant. <laughs> now, we like Dean. We like Dean. He supported the Parked Up podcast in the past. So do all the things that Tony just told you. <laughs> all right. Let's get on with the show today, Grant. Hey, uh... big show. It's a big show because you've had absolutely nothing to do with it. You've been skidding cars around. Uh, around Winton, Lotuses. So uh, that sounds like a good day out. Um, meanwhile, I've been slaving away here getting this podcast ready. In fact, I haven't done that much. I'll tell you what I've done. I made one phone call. I made a phone call to a guy <laughs> who's actually hanging out in Bonnie Doon, which is actually pretty close to probably what? where you're driving through right now. I'm literally driving past Bonnie Doon now. I might stop and say good day. <sighs> Going to Bonnie Dune. Yep. Um, I called Phil Monday, the former 23 Red Racing owner uh, who was a part of the Supercars Championship for the past couple of years and was the first, uh, and as it turned out, only team to withdraw from the Supercars Championship when the COVID-19 pandemic hit. And I guess at the time we kind of expected that, well, Phil's pulled out. He lost his sponsor, Milwaukee, withdrew. Phil wasn't uh, keen to continue and he pulled out and we thought, oh, okay, Phil's out. Geez, how many others are going to pull out? Um, we didn't see any more pull out. So, um, uh, and yeah, I've, uh, I've spoken to Phil. He's, a, he's an absolute ripper, uh, super, super down to earth. 
and I interrupted some of his time while he's uh, building a house out there in out there in Bonnie Doon. So um, we'll catch that a little bit later. We've got some news to go through, and we've got the uh, finale for my six week health challenge. Trying to get rid of some of those uh, those uh, little COVID ripples that had um, uh, somehow attached them to my torso. Uh, little little bits of extra fat, and I've got a final result on all of that. Thanks to our friends at Reaction Performance, Lee Stimation and his team have uh, done a wonderful makeover on my body, and uh, we've got some final results, which we'll talk with Lee a little later on. But Tony, come on, let's do it. We've got uh, we've got some stuff to talk about in the news. And this is the news, and the news, as always, is brought to us by motorsportwebsites.com.au. They're currently getting everyone ready for the 2021 racing season with bespoke websites, design and hosting, professional email addresses, logo design, team clothing, race car design, sign writing. These guys basically do everything except drive the car for you. If you want to be ready for the 2021 racing season, you've got to get in contact with Shane and his team at motorsportwebsites.com.au. Tony, lots going on in the Australian motorsport world. We'll talk about that soon. But there's this bloke. His name's Lewis Hamilton. He seems to know how to drive Formula One cars pretty well. He won again in a very entertaining, a very wet Turkish Grand Prix, and it sealed him a seventh Formula One world title. Is he the greatest? Without a doubt, the results show that he's the greatest of all time, the GOAT. The way he won that race and sealed his seventh championship was just outstanding. You know, he didn't have to go and win the race, but he can't help it. He just can't help it, Grant. He's <laughs> he's so focused on winning, and that's why I guess he's been so successful. I mean, those conditions uh, in the Grand Prix were so slippery, so treacherous. We saw... Some big names in the sport, like Max Verstappen, Valtteri Bottas. They had a lot of spins during the race. They had some speed, but uh, Lewis made it work, didn't make a mistake, had pace, and uh, you know, did the job. And, and what a way to, to seal his seventh championship. It was actually really cool to watch. And, uh, you know, he, he's achieved a lot this year, overcoming Michael Schumacher's records. And uh, now he's the new benchmark. Yeah, he's uh, definitely set a new standard in in a difficult, in a really difficult year, not just because of the coronavirus stuff and the challenges that the world faces, but he's really led that Black Lives Matter stuff as well. And he's taken a lot of, a lot of that onto his shoulders. So an incredible achievement for him, not only to keep continuing that relentless run of wins, but also grow up massively as well like he's a mature mature guy but um he's taken a lot onto his shoulders in 2020 and uh as you say just um absolutely got the job done and really in the end even though that was um one of the more exciting grand prix that, that we've seen this year it was a demonstration by the end of it it was a demonstration he'd turned those inters into slick tires and you know was was making the making the pit calls on his own really dictating so um it's a it's a masterclass. 
Yeah, without a doubt. It was really cool to see, um, you know, his engineers there wanted to try and do a pit stop near the end of the race just uh, because they thought there was a little bit of rain coming. And, uh, you know, he made the call to stay out. And uh, it proved to be the right call. But, uh, geez, it looked uh, incredibly slippery out there. Um, it was a bit of a shame. I, we have to give a, a special mention to Lance Stroll, who put the car on pole in, in those treacherous conditions and actually led quite a bit of the Grand Prix early on and looked really comfortable uh, to win the Grand Prix. But as the race went on, uh, he couldn't sort of light up his second or third set of tyres and unfortunately dropped back. So it was just so crucial to get those tyres working. And Lewis managed to get himself into a really good phase uh, with the tyres and the track conditions changing. It just worked perfectly. So himself and uh, Sergio Perez, who ended up getting a, a great position too there, they only did one pit stop for the whole race, uh, which is quite incredible to keep those tyres uh, lasting for that amount of distance. So, yeah, great Grand Prix. They go to Bahrain now. He can party on and uh, he's wrapped up that championship, but we all knew it was going to happen at some point. Yep, there we go. Another Formula One season done. Well, there's still three races to go, but uh, certainly the right bloke has put his name on the crown for a seventh time, unbelievable seven-time world champion. We're living in an era where uh, someone is completely dominating their chosen craft. Okay, now on the local front, there hasn't been a great deal of movement in the silly season, in the supercar silly season. Uh, thanks to everyone for some great feedback and some really great uh, big numbers for our, uh, our silly season podcast that we did a couple of weeks ago. You can basically go back and listen to that now. And, and most of that information two weeks on is still correct. There's only been uh, a couple of minor confirmations to go uh, with that. We saw this week that Todd Hazelwood has been 100% ticked at Brad Jones Racing. So effectively zero change in their four driver lineup for 2021, which is positive for them. We're still hanging on a couple of key announcements to come from the supercar silly season world still lots of rumblings and mumblings about Erebus and and David Reynolds and Kelly Racing so that's the that's the the key seat at the moment and uh, I'd expect we'll see something reasonably soon but um, maybe it will drag on into the new year we'll see I'll tell you one thing that's dragging on is the the announcement of the 2021 supercars calendar that still hasn't come out yet again I'll uh, I'll, I'll say that I expect it to come uh, later this week but I'm not I'm not exactly sure I'm super confident of that not that it really matters too much I mean everyone hangs on the calendar and they really want the calendar to come but you know what we'll uh, we'll find out soon enough and and we'll, uh, we'll get it going. And uh, the other big thing for supercars is a new logo or a slightly rejigged logo and a new hashtag, Repco SC, hashed Repco SC. Tony D, will, could you see yourself using that hashtag in tweets or Instagram posts? No. <laughs> uh, look. We love Repco. Repco is a, a major partner of DJR. So I've had a little bit to do with them. And we'd love it even more if they came on our podcast as a sponsor. But <laughs> If they know what's good for them, they will. 
yeah, they should actually have a look at our proposal that we sent them 12,000 times. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, not, not the coolest hashtag, I must admit. Um, when you say SC, I always think of safety car. I don't think of supercars. So is it is it the Repco safety car or Repco supercars? Um, I think uh, judging by the amount that they've already got their brand all over, I think the, the safety car would surely be one of the things they're, they've also um, put their stickers all over. They've, they've got the championship. They've got the Bathurst 1000. I'm, I'm sure there'll be a, a few stickers on the safety car as well. But, uh, yeah, look, I'd, I guess the best hashtag for those who use hashtags, of course, uh, was the old V8SC. That was the one that made the most sense and it talked, uh, you know, directly to the category itself, which is what everybody loves. Um, when Virgin Australia took over the naming rights of the championship, it became the VASC was the hashtag, which I thought, well, that's a minor little change to the hashtag and I think that's uh, reasonably acceptable. And also supercars had kind of dropped the V8 off off the actual name V8 supercars to, to just be the supercars championship. So it was always going to be a little bit of a quandary about what they were going to do once Virgin Australia uh, disappeared and, and, uh, and what they would do with well, Repco. Now but we know, mate. Just having Repco SC. Uh, yeah. I mean, I hope that um, maybe some people will just use some V8 SC as well as a, uh, as, as the hashtag Repco deserve the recognition inside uh, you know, as much as possible. But um, yeah, for me, it's not really the coolest of hashtags that you've got, uh, got, got going around. But remember, I did just turn 40, so it's not like I'm the coolest kid on the block anymore. Certainly not the youngest. <laughs> yeah, well, you said it, mate. You said it, <laughs> not me. Uh, <laughs> now, uh, other supercars news. Uh, now, we touched on it the other week about Team Sydney, and there's a little story last week about Chris Pither uh, trying to decide his future and uh, his ambition or goal to try and stay at Team Sydney and maybe do another season. You know, he did have some strong performances during the year and I think uh, for where the team was at, I think, uh, you know, those results did stand out. I think he got a fifth and a, and a seventh or something like that, uh, a couple of top tens in, in race results. So it'll be interesting to see whether he can stitch a deal together um, he obviously had Coca-Cola on the car this year, but the rumours do suggest there might be another driver heading to Team Sydney. Um, one of the high-profile drivers is on the, on the market. So uh, that rumour gets a little bit stronger each day. So there might be a, an announcement uh, before Christmas of a new driver heading towards uh, Team Sydney. Exciting. I'll tell you what also sounded exciting was it sounded like you uh, just ran over some some of those uh, shark tooth ripple strips there. I don't know what was going on? Uh, I think I just went over a bump and the baby seat in the back just sort of... Uh, oh, rattled, there it is. ...rattled around. Thank you. On cue. I like it. Okay, cool. Very interesting. Thanks for giving us um, the sniff of news. And now we're all hungry for that real news and you've left us all all hanging here. Well, I just can't, I can't let out what I've heard just yet because it's just rumours and I don't <laughs> like starting rumours. I, I don't really want to give facts, but uh, this rumour keeps getting a little bit stronger. So uh, we'll see what happens, see if uh, Team Sydney can snag themselves one of the top drivers in the category. 
Remember that GT team that you drove for a few years back called Vicious Rumor Racing? <laughs> yes, Tony D. Felice. What, uh, what, how did they come up with the name Vicious Rumor Racing? What was going on there? I have, I have no idea. I have no idea. He's, a, he's quite a funny character, Tony D. Felice. And he's just sort of, he's not from motorsport, if you know what I mean. So he's just come up with this uh, really weird team name. And uh, I don't know, he used to do a lot of drag racing. So maybe it come from, from that side of things. But yeah, I don't know. It's a shame that, uh, that he doesn't do any more GT racing because uh, he had a very good operation and a really schmick uh, looking truck as well. Yes. Yep. Okay, and, and some uh, other supercars news is that Will Davison got his very first drive of a Dick Johnson racing Ford Mustang at Queensland Raceway, doing some soft tyre testing for Dunlop. Also, Triple Eight and the Red Bull Racing Team were at Queensland Raceway as well, also doing some super soft tyre running so some back-to-back stuff for both the ford product and the holden gm product tony what were your uh, snouts on the ground at qr saying about the about the test oh i haven't heard anything at all i haven't uh, i haven't spoken to anyone but uh i tell you what will davison he's a lucky boy he's a lucky boy at the moment he just signed a new deal he gets to drive the championship winning car, championship winning team. And the first day he gets to drive the car, they throw a thousand sets of new tires at him. <laughs> like it's, it's unheard of mate. So he, if he whinges about anything, I know it's been a rough 2020 for him, but the Christmas time right now, it's, it's paying off big time. So what a way to start your career back at DJR doing some soft tyre testing in uh, one of the best weapons in the category. Not too bad. And I tell you, the reason why he is in this position is because of Phil Monday. He started his uh, working career as a, uh, as, as a smash repairer, as a fixing up crashed cars. And, um, and that's where he uh, certainly made a very successful business out here in the east of Melbourne. Some people actually call him the mayor of Kilsyth, I think he's uh, referred to. <laughs> My office is actually based inside one of his uh, factories out here in Kilsyth. So he's an extremely successful businessman, has always loved his motorsport, and he's done a bit of racing himself. But the sponsor that he had, Milwaukee, pulled out at the start of this year and it left Will Davison absolutely high and dry. Now, Paul, Will, uh, if you if you recall, Tony, there was a lot of outpouring of emotion for uh, for Will, um, but not not so much for uh, for Phil. So, look, I uh, while you were up there skidding around in some uh, sexy sports cars at Winton Motor Raceway, I grabbed Phil on the line to uh, to talk about his twenty twenty some of the hardships that he faced and the future that he has for himself in motorsport. So here it is, Phil Monday on the Parked Up podcast. We're powered by Racefields. And it's great to welcome Phil Monday onto the Parked Up podcast. Phil, uh, I understand you're up at uh, Bonnie Doon doing some home renovations up there. How's it all going? It's going well. We're actually building a house up here. So it's... um... It's a bit of uh, 
rest and recreation, I reckon. But uh, you know, no, I enjoy building, so it's um, it's full on. But uh, I enjoy it better than uh, than working hard in a business or um, or in a race team. It's uh, it's quite relaxing. Uh, relaxing is a good thing. It's been a pretty testing period, and and I guess we saw how testing it was for yourself, just with the with the supercars stuff. Um, just take us back to yep. that uh, you know that that decision that you made in April or May, where it uh, became not feasible for you to do uh, to continue with the supercars program. Um, what uh, now that you've had a few months to reflect on it, how, how do you look at it? Well, I, I still miss um, motorsport. Obviously, it's been a big part of my life and, and setting out with a three-year goal to um, build a team and uh, and try at the end of three years to make it cost-neutral. Um, I didn't expect in my third year that uh, we'd be smashed by a coronavirus that um, would take out my sponsor. And uh, I think um, if, if, if I had had a longer plan for supercars, um, more than the three years that I'd set, uh, I think, you know, I could have survived and got through it. But um, being a three-year plan for me and and with that happening and, and the changes that that brought into our life, um, it just wasn't feasible for me to continue with it. So losing Milwaukee as my major sponsor and, uh, and some of the other sponsors, you know, all wanted to defer their payments and see what happened for the rest of the season. So... Pretty tough, pretty tough for all the teams, I guess. But uh, yeah, it was a big decision to make, and um, I guess looking back on it, uh, you know, it is what it is. You know, we've we've changed, moved on a bit, and um, sold my license to uh, Brad Jones Racing. So, how how hard uh, how hard was yeah. it? How hard was it to actually come to that decision to pull out, knowing all the other factors that you had? You know, with with crew at Tickford, with the deal that you had with Tickford, with Will Davison as well? Yep. Um, gut-wrenching. It was a very, very hard decision to make. Um, but um, I guess, you know, in hindsight now, looking back on it, would I have changed it? I don't think I could have changed it, you know. It was a decision. And and then I, I, I um, loaned my car and my licence to um, um, Peter Addison, actually, uh, to use it and take over the tick for deal that I had there. So unfortunately, you know, there were some casualties along the way there. But, um, you know, I guess when you look back over the last, you know, boy, what is it, eight or nine months, ten months, it's been horrendous for everybody. Yep. Yeah, it's definitely, yeah. Been, definitely been a testing time. <laughs> oh, yeah. So do you? So uh, let, let's just uh, quickly talk about Will Davison. At the time, there was a lot of outpouring of emotion for Paul Will, who had, you know, effectively had what could have been a, a championship contending year. He certainly started that way at the Adelaide 500, uh, and then to have the, the seat sort of taken away from him, not through any of his his doing. Um, you know, I guess there was a lot of uh, sympathy for him out there in the public. But fast forward a few months, and he couldn't be in a better position now. Yeah, well, as I said to Will when we were going through you know, these things, you know, one door closes and another door opens. I've been in business long enough to know that um, you know nothing stays the same forever, and and if one door shuts, then there's always another one that opens. And I said to him, just have to be patient, mate. You know, um, I, I think that what people don't understand is the pain and agony that um, I went through in having to do what I did. Um, you know, to make those decisions to um, 
to basically uh, look after our future as well because sports are fairly financially brutal sport to be in. And, um, you know, when you're as passionate as what I was, I poured my heart and soul into this business for two and a half years and our finances into it to get it to where we were a, a championship contending um, team for this season anyhow. And uh, I'm sure that if we could have, uh, if things hadn't have happened as they did, I'm sure that we would have been way up in the in the uh, top few people. Uh, top, I, I would think in the top five of the championship was what my goal was this year. Yep, yep. Mm-hmm. How much did you? Uh, how much of the racing did you watch while uh, what when the championship eventually got back going uh, in Sydney Motorsport uh, Park? Did you watch them, much? Yeah. I did. I did watch. I think I watched most of them. Um, and um, yeah, I still I still have a passion for motorsport. Motorsport's a big part of my life, and um, you know, uh, yeah, you know, I never say never. But um, you know, this season um, or this coming season, there's some changes happening again in the sport, and and for twenty one, uh, sorry for twenty two. So you know, um, yeah, you just have to wait and see what happens in that space, I guess. Would you? How 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 much would you like to come back? And um, so, but it's obvious. Just listening to what you're saying there, it's obviously something that you're not ruling out a, a comeback in some way. Well, I don't think you could ever rule out that. You know, I, I think um, one thing in life I've learned: I never to never say never. You know, if you say never, there's always a, something happens and you end up coming back. <laughs> so um, you know, I, I guess in that situation for me, I would look at it and just think, let's just see what happens in the next couple of years or next twelve or eighteen months. Would you Would you like to come back uh, in that similar? team ownership role or would you see yourself uh, uh you know maybe supporting supporting a team uh in a, in a smaller way what would be the way that you feel you'd be you know comfortable getting back in uh i don't know i haven't really given a great deal of thought i, I have given a fair bit of support to the blanchard family in in their their endeavors endeavors this coming season to start their own team and run it out of box hill in melbourne here yeah um so I do have a bit of involvement with the family there to get uh, their their team up and running, and they're doing a great job at the moment. They've actually got both of my supercars down there, um, which I've leased to them this year, or this 21. So, you know, look, who knows? As I say, never say never. I think owning a team on your own um, where, you know, I, I do have a lot of other interests as well, outside of what I was doing in motorsport, um, so they take up a lot of time as well. And I think that uh, motorsport, you know, as you're one, one man or one person team, it's very difficult where, you know, you've got um, all the responsibility of everything to do. So who knows what will happen in the future, don't know. Let's see. Now, That's that space. That, uh, that other, uh, that other bu- some of those other businesses that you talk about there involves making beer, and I definitely want to talk to you about that um, in, in a little bit because uh, making beer and certainly drinking beer is one of my favourite things to do. But um, <laughs> what, what sort of advice have you given to Timmy Blanchard, who's setting up his own team, effectively doing what you did a couple of years ago? Yeah, I did. I, yeah, I have. We've spoken a lot to um, John and Jim. I have to go through um, just some of the mistakes that you make. Um, I don't know if they're mistakes, really. Not, not, not mistakes. They're um, learning curves that you don't need to go down. So I, I think that, um, you know, the biggest thing within uh, motorsport is if you try to do everything, then you're not going to do anything. You're not going to achieve anything if you try to do it all. So you've got to 
you've got to know your weaknesses and, and then, you know, fulfil those parts of your life with other people who can help you out. And Tickford were absolutely fantastic. You know, Tim and Rod were just amazing um, in the time that I've been working in, uh, working with them. Um, so as I said to, the Blanchards, to both the Blanchards, it's, it's very important to not try to do, you know, everything yourself, but to outsource what you can. And uh, hopefully um, they, uh, they have a really good season for their first season. Yep, they've certainly been involved in the sport for a long, long time, both John and Tim. So you can uh, imagine they, they certainly know some of the uh, some of those famous traps that we uh, that we come come to know well, in in motorsport. Yeah, yeah, yeah I'm sure. Um, yeah. Now, just uh, just one last thing of yourself pulling out, or you know, being being left in that position to pull out after Milwaukee um, withdrew. Did uh, did you expect yeah. other teams to also go by the wayside as well? Were you surprised when they all rolled back up at Sydney Motorsport Park that the only change to the grid was was your entry? Absolutely. Um, I, I think um, you know. Uh, yeah, yeah, I, I was surprised. Look, I think it's a tough decision to pull out, and I'm sure that there would have been others there who maybe in hindsight think maybe we should have pulled out because they haven't got their sponsorship money that they thought they were going to get or they haven't been able to uh, achieve what they wanted to. Um, but, you know, the sport is the sport, and everyone knows that it's a pretty tough, brutal uh, sport. So, you know... Um, I was a bit surprised maybe next year that I noticed there's a few who haven't committed to next year as yet, um, and that date has passed now. So whether they're, you know, having a bit of, uh, getting a bit of grace from supercars to, you know, think through or try to get some of their sponsorship deals up over the line, um, because this year's been a bit later where you've got to sign off for the following year. So it'll be very interesting to see if, um, if all the teams are, are there. But look, I think... The beauty of, of supercars, it's the pinnacle of motorsport in Australia and there's always someone sitting there waiting to fill up that gap behind, you know, someone. So if another team exited, I'm certain there'd be someone else who'd pick up those those cars or that car and the wreck, the licence and, and keep going. All right, now we can uh, uh, move on from uh, talking about um, dirty race cars and talk about some uh, cool stuff like uh, making beer and uh, and owning owning pubs. Yeah. That's certainly one of yeah. the things that, that you've done. It's not the thing that you're most known for. You know, uh, you, you started uh, your, uh, your your the main part of your business, I should say, is. Um, is fixing crashed cars, but um, one of the the more recent passions is the public brewery company. Um, how's yep. how's it all going? And uh, it, it it has been expanding. It has, and uh, look over the over the months where we've been closed, it's been very difficult. And job keepers kept um, all of our staff going as well, and that's been a a real blessing. But um, we're back open again, and uh, they're absolutely. Um, they're going really well. I mean, people just can't wait to get back out and enjoy a good meal and, and, and a drink and a bit of social activity. So you know, the public brewery in Croydon, um, I've just in the middle of the first lockdown, I did a major renovation inside there and uh, that's come up really good and, and that's exceptionally well received. People have just, um, you know, flocked back in there, which has been fantastic. And... Um, the Public Brewing Company, which is a, a, 
a part of the brewing business that I've broken off to brew commercially brew our beers. That's been going really well. We, we've got uh, four core beers, um, and uh, you know we've, we've, we're canning all of those now, as well as bottling them and kegging them. So it should be good. The summer should be good. We should get a bit more business going there. Um, so yeah, no, looking forward to it. We've got the suburban in Ringwood. Uh, at Eastland there, which is um, a fantastic venue as well. And the farm, Yarra Valley, which is our wedding centre, our reception centre, I should say, out in Warrandyte South there. So there's plenty happening. Um, <laughs> it's good to have them all open. And a, uh, an absolute beautiful part of the world to uh, to have these uh, to have those sort of places for sure. Uh, so, so if the super if if run, trying to run a supercars team was frustrating during a health pandemic, then I can't imagine what trying to run um, a hospitality business would have been like. Um, Boy, that would have also yeah. come with a lot of stresses. Oh, it did, it did, and there's still a few hangover stresses there. But um, look, I think, you know, once upon a time, I always said that food and cars were uh, recession proof. You know, I didn't, uh, whenever there was a recession, people always smashed their cars and people always had to go out and eat and drink. But um, I didn't expect that this would shut down everything and that um, basically, I've sold my panel shops now, I don't own them anymore. But basically, the, uh, the, the smash repair industry just about, you know, <laughs> closed as well. And, and the hospitality industry has taken the biggest whack, I think, with the tourism as Anyone in Australia has been horrendous. So what's next for, for Phil Monday, other than uh, building houses and, uh, and brewing beer and uh, making delicious uh, lunches for, uh, for the locals around the, these great parts here in East Melbourne? Uh, what, what's, what's next for you to conquer? I'm going to go out and travel with my beautiful wife and we're going to spend next year just travelling around Australia. And enjoying Australia, we travel a lot overseas, and obviously that's out at the moment. So, 21 is uh, is our year to explore Australia. So we'll both um, head off once I finish building the house here, and we'll spend you know the next six or eight months of well, the first six twelve months, six or eight months of next year travelling around. Are we uh, are we talking caravans? Are we talking caravans, or are we talking? Uh, yeah, I thought I yeah. I bought a Dodge Ram and I bought a caravan and um, we're going to have a go. But living in um, or building in Bonnie Doon and noticing how many caravans go past, I'm wondering where they're all going to fit. <laughs> <laughs> There's an awful lot of them out there. Oh, man. With the international so, border, with, with international borders closed, I'd imagine the caravan market locally here is going to be having a uh, oh. pretty good day. Good, good, good time to be owning Jayco, possibly. That'd be a good business to have at the moment, I reckon. <laughs> Well, Phil, we thank yep. you so much for joining us uh, on the Parked Up podcast. We know it's not going to be too long until you uh, find your way back into a uh, racetrack and we, uh, we look forward to seeing you there. Good on you, mate. Thanks so much. And we thank Phil for his time on the Parked Up podcast. Great to hear from him. It's not going to be long until we see him back at the track more often. Now, Tony, uh, your family and uh, my family are quite close, and I've actually arranged for our uh, Christmas party, our family Christmas party, well, your family Christmas party that me and my wife come and in, uh, invite ourselves to. I've actually done it down uh, at the public brewery down there in Croydon, so it will be uh, nice to enjoy a couple of end-of-season beverages uh, inside one of Phil's great establishments. Yeah, mate. Uh, looking forward to having a few 
uh, refreshments. Now, I do know you pretty well, and I know my brother-in-law, Paul, very well. You guys are going to have more than a couple of refreshments, and that's okay because, Grant, you have absolutely smashed your six-week challenge, uh, the reaction performance six-week challenge that we set you. And coming up next, we're going to chat with Lee Stimation from Reaction Performance and get your results. So you've had your in-body scan done, and we know what your weight now, we know your body composite, how much muscle, how much fat, all that stuff. But yep. we'll let Lee go through some of these results. All right, let's get him on. Here we go. The end of my six-week challenge. Reaction Performance is Lee Stimation joining us now. All right, so we've got Lee on the phone now. Lee, talk us through Grant's results. It's been a been an epic journey for him. He's knuckled down. Did he get the results that uh, he set himself? Uh, he did very well, very well indeed. We look. We had six weeks where we really focused. The first couple of weeks were about getting the fitness up and getting the body moving, and then we really tuned in on the um, on the on the weight loss and the diet. So we've got the weigh-in results. Do you want to hear what they are? Let's do it. Let's do it. So you started off. Scary. Why am I scared? (laughs) Can I can I use actual numbers where you started? And (laughs) so you're at ninety five point two to start with. Yep. You lost the whole five kilos in uh, in that six week period, predominantly in that last sort of four four five weeks. So you're at ninety one point two. So amazing. Awesome result. Um, Now, not to get too fixated on the scales because. You know, it's, a, it's about body composition. You know, we put in a lot of, there's there's some strength work there, but a lot of cardio. You lost two, just over two kilos around your gut of fat, um, a little bit off the legs and arms. Importantly, you maintain your muscle mass. So we're able to keep that because muscle's king, as they say, um, keep your metabolism up. So that that two and a half kilos around your gut, that's, that's a fantastic result. So well done on that. That's awesome. That's, uh, I've, uh, it's been, I guess I feel that it's, I'm, I'm happy with the result because I had a couple of significant things going on. These, uh, end of year, uh, end of year times is, uh, are always a bit of a, you know, a bit of a party time. 2020 has been anything but a party, but you know, we've had, uh, I've had a, a significant birthday, uh, Bathurst 1000s in in amongst all of that there was Melbourne Cups and there was AFL Grand Finals all things that I typically associate with uh, lots of lots of drinks lots of parties lots of good times but also some pretty rubbish um, food choices during that uh, during those times so uh, there were some times that I was uh, biting biting my knuckles uh, keeping myself away from certain slices of pizza that I definitely wanted to, to be at. Um, but, uh, you know, I think uh, the, the thing that I've been really stoked with uh, getting involved with, um, with your team at Reaction Performance, you know, isn't just the exercise. It was really giving me guidance in, in that food world. And you weren't telling me, you know, you have to eat these carrots and this celery or, um, you know, steer clear of these type of type, types of foods. It was just about just that uh, education, and uh, you've probably got the better words to put to this. Yeah, but, you're uh, doing a good job, though. <laughs> yeah, and that's exactly it. Like, um, you know, we don't believe in extreme results with extreme measures. I just like to take people through a process where 
look, we might do it for six weeks. You might do it for a longer period, but it's about educating, giving people long-term solutions and strategies for long-term results. Like, we, I, I would like to think that through the process, you've been able to, to get a better insight into, uh, you know, energy in, energy out, and what good food choices are, but importantly, um, you know, how to reflect on, on what gets you the results. And it's not about you know, depriving yourself. It's just about finding a, a healthier way. So I think, you know, we had Bathurst and, and footy grand finals in there and, um, you know, there, there's ways and means and you get long-term results, feel better, move better, feel healthier um, and keep moving forward because you've still got a bit of a way to go, right? I do, I do. And uh, which is good and convenient that you've just started this uh, 28-day challenge, which is uh, getting everyone's Christmas bods uh, right. ship ship shape so um and you've got a bit of a deal for our uh for our parked up listeners as well yeah absolutely so we're starting that on the 23rd of uh well next week really so next monday so yeah we'll, we're putting in a 15 percent discount on that for any of the parked up listeners um just have to quote the the podcast and yeah we'll be happy to, to set you up and the idea is is really getting you set up uh, like we said, like we did with yourself, Grant, getting you set up for success, uh, losing a few kilos along the way and, um, and yeah, giving you some tips to get through the Christmas period without uh, overeating too much and coming back in January with a summer body. How about that? Amazing. No, that's, uh, that, is, that is definitely the plan. Oh, I do plan to go into the Christmas break with the good summer body. Um, and usually I would just sort of have a defeatist attitude and, and know that I'm going to get to the early days of January and the summer body ain't going to be there. But um, I feel like I'm armed now with better, uh, a better mindset and a, some, yes. some better information that I'll be able to get through that period. Maybe only with a few extra uh, grams lugged on rather than a few right. uh, extra, extra kilos. Yeah, that's right. Like you've been through this process and you've got, a great mindset towards uh, you know your, your diet and your exercise and you've just come leaps and leaps and bounds ahead from where you were so I mean that that's a big part of it you go through the through the process with the 28 day challenge you'll be able to experience those um, those tools that we use so that yeah with the right mindset you can tackle these things and, and get through the Christmas period without uh, without too many extra kilos maybe just maintain over that uh, Christmas New Year break and then get stuck right into it. Well, personally, Lee, I thank you very much for helping me get uh, get things back going. And I guess, Tony, I should thank you as well for uh, getting me on to Lee. Uh, you told me he was a uh, he, he, he was going to look after me. Um, I wasn't too sure. I, I, was, I thought you were going to get me with someone who was going to yell and scream at me and tell me that I could only eat celery sticks but um it's been it's been quite the opposite it was exactly what i needed at this point and uh i can't wait to get stuck into this 28 day challenge hey, my, my pleasure I'm, I'm glad that i've been able to uh change your life in some way in a positive way grant um, that's right because everything up to this point has been negative a bit negative yeah uh but i reckon uh deer is probably the most appreciative of my friendly gesture is she she gets to see the uh, results now you know when you're strutting around your jocks with his six pack yeah she's pretty uh, pretty happy about it you know my style jocks are very optional that's true actually 
That is very true. Uh, but no, look, I'm, I'm looking forward to the 28-day challenge. Uh, you know, there's no racing on at the moment. So it's just all about summer body. It's all about just looking good in your togs uh, when you go to the pools. So, uh, yeah, bring might, it on. You might have to be uh, a bit careful of Tony, though, Grant. I, I did note that um, he brought a vanilla slice along to the weigh-in. So I think he's trying to sabotage some efforts. So be, be mindful of that. <laughs> he's already jealous of my, uh, my new no, rig. But, uh, he actually, hey, uh, Lee, he actually didn't eat a lot of that on the way home. Oh, very good. Yeah, he had like a mouthful of it and that was it. I think Deer actually polished it off. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm uh, dobbing you in. But, uh, yeah, Grant, Grant, yeah, McDonough doesn't need to lose any weight. Grant was a very good boy. Very good. You taught him well. So, no, thank you, mate. Thank you for getting on board and I uh, hope you've enjoyed it. Uh, we've certainly plugged you enough on this show. That yeah. is for sure. <laughs> Just means you've been enjoying it so much. So uh, thank, thanks a lot. I had a lot of fun doing it with you guys as well. So it was good. Nah, and look, Lee, not the last time that uh, you'll hear us uh, uh, jumping on the phone and grabbing you for a chat. And also some of the other motorsport types that you've got through the reaction performance uh, program as well. Tony, I reckon we'll, uh, we'll get a couple of those other uh, racing types like the uh, Aaron Camerons and uh, and some of those guys who we can uh, get on and um, and talk about their fitness journey, fitness goals, and uh, and, and all of that as well. So uh, sorry, folks, if you um, if you thought if, if you thought the fitness stuff was over, it's not. Um, and the, and I guess one of the reasons why we want to push it is we want to see everyone as uh, as healthy as possible because I know the there was certainly a few months there. Uh, during this year where I just really wasn't happy with um, with how things were going for myself and um, uh, yeah I don't think you're alone mate I don't think you're alone there that's right so. and the reaction performance guys just helped uh, switch that mindset so uh, so that was great if we can save just one person then we've done our job <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, it's a lifestyle Grant it's a lifestyle that's right all right that's it parked up we're done we're done. Tony, you're not parked up anymore. You've been hanging out at racetracks. I'm not parked up anymore. I'm fit as a fiddle, uh, but we'll, uh, we'll see you all next week. See you guys.